0: Greetings, greetings, fellow earthlings. <laughs> I haven't used that one in a while, so I thought I would try to be clever. Yeah, it's clever. Well, last... <laughs> no, it's not a hash pipe cough. That's just post-barbecue cough. Um, just ate some really good barbecue, and who knows? Well, I can think of a lot of excuses for why I cough. But that's not what this podcast is about. Um, well, I planned on coming up to my daughters on Monday, but, you know, she works, um, Sunday, well, she works Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then she's out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I told her I was going to come up and visit with her, you know, and I was supposed to come up Monday. Well, anyway, Saturday night, had a wonderful dinner with some friends and it's good conversation. And it was like 9 o'clock. Um, my daughter was texting me, and she wanted me to call her. And so I had to say goodbye to my friends and go home so I could have a private conversation with my daughter, which sometimes lasts hours. And I didn't know how long it was going to last. So anyway, so I thanked them for the dinner and, you know, the wonderful time we had together, and I left. And then I called her. And anyway, um because of the nature of the conversation I decided that I was going to go up Sunday instead of waiting to Monday. Well, this is something you guys may not be aware about me, aware of about me, but I'm going to tell you. Um, I tried to go to bed to get sleep so I could leave Sunday morning, like around nine o'clock or something, which means I would get up here, she would be gone to work, but then I would be able to, you know, to come up. And when she got off from work, I was surprised that I would be here. Um, so what ended up happening was I, so I packed most of my stuff, not all of it, and then played the piano for a few minutes. And I decided, okay, I'm gonna go to bed now. I'm, I feel tired. Well, when I think about things, or I have a lot on my mind, I cannot sleep. It's like adrenaline. So I tried to lay there and sleep. And then finally I got mad at myself and I said, you can't sleep. Just get up and frickin' go. Cause that's me. Um, I, you know, here I'm thinking about my daughter, um, all that stuff and, and knowing that I'm going to go up. So like 3.30 in the morning, I actually leave. It was like three o'clock or two, no, I guess it was about 2.30. Um, I couldn't sleep and I said, the hell with this. Finished packing, grabbed food, grabbed drinks, and made sure I had all my cables to charge my devices with. Uh, Did all that stuff. Threw an iPad in the bag, grabbed my gun, you know, because I do carry a a weapon when I go places. This day and age, I want to be able to shoot back. So anyways, I loaded all that stuff. At 3.30 in the morning, I left in a snowstorm. Yeah, it was snowing. And it got worse. And by the time I was on the highway, it was freaking blowing. It was coming down real hard, the roads were covered in snow, and it took me four and a half hours to get here in a three and a half hour trip, well, three hours and 18 minutes, but um, I'm rounding it up, and three and a half hours of that or more was all blinding snow, snow on the roads, ice, all just terrible conditions, but I took the Subi, my Subaru, and it does very well in the snow, so. But I couldn't do my normal 80 miles an hour. I had to drive like 50 and 45. And sometimes I got to 70 but and 80 a few, I think, for a short distance through Idaho. But I wasn't able to drive like I normally drive, so it took me four and a half hours. I pull into the house, um, drink something. And anyways, I couldn't sleep. I got here like 8.30 because um, I made a couple stops. But anyways, the whole thing is, is I did all this stuff um and the podcast relates to this one principle and that is how we decide to deal with our problems psychologically you know logic and reason versus emotion will largely depend if we on uh, it would largely depend on if we even solve the problem i've tried to help people for years with this especially people i love and care for, I'm always trying to help them change the way they think about things and change their expectations and things like that, because so much of what <clears throat> so much of what happens in our life at the conclusionary period, if you look back, it was your decision making process, it was your interpretation, it was your perception, all those things put together is what caused you to decide what you were going to do about something. So if you have skewed perception or vision and if you make most of your um decisions emotional based on emotions, you're going to make freaking all kinds of mistakes and I know people, they're mistake machines. And the things they'll tell me they're going to do, or I'm going to do this to take care of this, and I'm going, really? So they know me. So when they hear that, really, they know I'm thinking, you know, you're out out of your freaking mind? Don't do something that stupid. Um, Sometimes they'll even laugh, and they'll say, okay, what, George, am I about ready to do something stupid? And I'll say, well, that's a freaking epiphany. (laughs) Because to me, who turned the lights on? It wasn't me. I guess I did in a way, but. So let me give you some examples. Um, I know people who because of their situation and, and because of the behavior of other people, these are very unhappy people. They're very bitter people. Very angry people. Not hateful in some ways, but they're very bitter. They're very angry. They're very hurt. They're disappointed. Um, and what happens is and I'm I, a couple of them, I love them to death. I mean, when I say I love you to death, it means you have my complete love. It's, you know, as much as I can give you, you've got it. Because of their, well, not because of what happened to them. Because that's in the past, that's what happened. Because they relive it and because they're filled with the emotional, um, you know, emotions of anger and bitterness and hatred and, disappointment and feeling cheated and all this kind of stuff. The solutions they come up with and the things they say they're going to do, they usually never do. They never um, take the plunge, as the saying goes. Because the very thing that's causing them to say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, the very thing that causes them to say that is what keeps them from doing it. Yeah. Because the in their emotions of anger and bitterness and hatred, those emotions breed fear and indecision. And um, they ca- it causes them to create scenarios in their minds. Um, and, th- and this is, I mean, I'm just telling you the freaking 411. This is it. A person who... Like say if a person in a, in a bad marriage, for instance, or a bad relationship. Let's say bad relationship, because There's so many of those around. They will say to themselves, I don't deserve this. Um, I'm a good person. I'm just being used. I'm being, whatever the, whatever they say to themselves, it'll be negative. So they'll say to themselves, I'm more than this. I'm better than this. Um, I deserve more than this. And I would agree. The people I've known. Yes, I, I agree. You do deserve more than this. You are better than this. Um, some of them I think they're freaking unbelievably just uh, stupendous. I mean they're some of the people I'm not gonna drop names, but some of the people I've dealt with on these things, um, I'm really like super impressed with these people. Others I'm not so impressed. Others I'm not impressed at all. Mm. You bore the piss out of me. But the ones who <clears throat> really impressed me and draw me toward them because of who they really are inside. They actually—it's like they're a freaking magnet. It, it attracts me toward them and draws me toward them. Um, they will say these things to themselves, and then they will make bold declarations. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm leaving. I'm changing my life. I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. That's a Sicilian thing. This, that, and the other thing. Um, it means either you're going to try anything. <laughs> so what's he doing? Just, just that and the other thing. I Meaning he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's just doing stuff. They'll make these proclamations based on that emotion that they feel. And then immediately they will start having these scenarios they create in their mind of how everything works out for them. They get out of this terrible relationship um you know they maybe they get a nice job they're making better money now and they actually freaking create a movie in their minds of they leave this person um they they find a nice job and things are going well they're making good money they meet somebody um there's chemistry they, they really like each other and the person is good and things work out and then they get together and everybody's happy that's the first vision they have. Immediately after the vision they create in their minds that is positive, they immediately start tearing it down with negative thoughts. Um, for instance, um, and, and they usually categorically cover every base that was positive. Um, so they get the job and then they, they say to themselves, yeah, well, the people don't really appreciate me. I'm not getting paid when I'm worth, blah, 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 blah. Then it'll go on to, um, yeah, I met this person, they seem real nice, we're doing things together and everything was fine, I was loving every minute. Of it. Then I found out that they were just a lot like the other person. So in other words, the positive vision, which enabled them to see a future for themselves, they will destroy that that initial vision, um, that scenario. And they'll replace it with the very components that are part of their life right now. They will, they'll put that in there. And then they'll decide in the end, after they've destroyed the initial vision, they'll conclude to themselves, um, that it was never meant to be. It's never going to be. Um, you know, I, this is my life. Um, and there's a, there's no, you can't trust anybody. You'll hear them say things like this. Um, I don't trust anybody. Or they'll say, nobody can be trusted. Everybody wants something from you. Well, that's not true. Not everybody. I don't want, any. for me and myself, when I'm involved with people, I don't want their money. I don't want their frickin' body. I don't want that stuff. In my relationship with people, unless it's a marital relationship, if it's a regular relationship, friendship, or something like that, I want recipro- reciprocity. That's what I want. Um, I expect you to honor me the way I honor you. I expect you to be honest with me because I'm honest with you. I expect you to be respectful. I expect you to conduct yourself in such a way um, that's the, that there's a quid pro quo there. You know, I don't expect, uh, that you give me more than I give you kind of a thing in the relationship. I expect you to keep it appropriate. So my expectations in the relationship, um, where people say they always want something from you, the things I want out of a relationship with somebody, you know, friendship and stuff are the intangibles. I want your trust. I want your honesty. I want your confidence. Um, I want you to be comfortable with me. So in other words, I want those things. I don't want your car or your computer or, you know, or you as a person, physical person. I don't want you. Um, I don't want your money. You know? I don't want gifts. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to keep... And this is what's going to surprise you, but it's the truth. And maybe it's not such a bombshell for those who really know me. There's a, there's two reasons I do that. <clears throat> One is because I want to remain independent of the person. Now, even though I'm in a friendship with you, and I may think the world of you, I still want to be independent of you. Yeah. Um, it's the truth. I do. So I'm reluctant to accept those kinds of things and and strengthen that bond with you. So it's my way of not getting too close to you. Seriously. That's one thing. And the other thing is, is because of human nature. Yeah, this is going to shock you too. Human nature. In my entire life you know, 66 years. I've had probably less than 10 through my entire life, probably around five or six best friends and only one um, wife who was completely loyal. That's it out of my entire life. So having been married three times, I had one wife who was completely loyal. The others weren't. I had one one wife who worked with me uh, one on one, who understood who accepted my weaknesses as much as she appreciated my strengths, Um, all those types of things. So for you people who are scenarioizing your life, you have to understand there are some people out there you can trust. Yeah, And if you're looking for a relationship, that's romantic It leads to marriage, there are some people um, who are good people who you, you could have that relationship with. The problem is, and this is going to be a zinger to some people, but it's the truth. Are you the person that you're supposed to be to find somebody like that? Are you the type of person you're supposed to be as a friend so you can find people who will be loyal to you as a friend, someone who really will you know appreciate you and champion you and all that kind of stuff. Most of the time, well I'm an exception, um, because I'm very, very, very picky about who I get involved with. Super picky. If I laugh and joke with you and tease you, then you know you're <laughs> you're right with me. If I don't do that, you're somewhere on the outside. But if I do that stuff with you, you're on the inside. Um, But I'm very, very picky, very selective um, because I don't want half-assed relationships. Basically, it comes down to And I realize there are a lot of bad people, a lot of damaged people, a lot of compromised people. Just as I realize there's some extremely good people. There's good people with bad habits, you know. It's like there's bad people with good habits. So the, tra- you know, the transitory nature of people is such that I don't have a lot of confidence in relationships. So I'm very selective about who I get involved with. Um, and I am me. <clears throat> if, for who you see me as when I do these podcasts, I am the same person if you met me in person. Um, and and some people have some people have met me physically and have spent time with me and I would challenge them to say, am I not the same person you knew on Periscope? Am I not the same person you knew from my podcast or my telephone calls or whatever? Am I not the person that I, you know, pre- present myself as? I would challenge people. Those who met me in person, I would I bet you they would say yes. He is who he says, he's he's the same person I've talked to or listened to before. He's he's, he's that. I did not, when I met him, he was not, you know, different from who he presented himself as or who he behaved as. Uh, He is who he is. He is who he says he is. Um, I think that a lot of times opportunities are missed. Because people come very, they become very good at destroying their opportunities. So if a person has that create slash destroy component in their life, which means, you know, they they create these scenarios of success and then they destroy them through their emotional, um, forecasting of events, uh, um, it's not going to work out, um, like one person said, said to me, you know, after I got to know them, uh, I'd known them for a while. Um, and they, I really applaud them for being honest. Um, but I already knew. I could feel it. But when I was talking to them, they said um, that it took them a long time to trust me. And I said, why what is that? I said, why did it take you so long to trust me? And they said, because you seem too good to be true you made all these declarations about being honest and this is who you are and this and that and the other thing. And I didn't believe it because it sounded too good to be true. And I thought you were like most men that at some point when you, you know, when you gained my confidence and made me feel comfortable and all that kind of stuff. um, She said at some point I thought you were going to hit on me now i didn't say this to her but i was thinking don't flatter yourself because really it's just it was to me at first it was the immediate response was i was offended because i thought really after all this time that's what you thought was going to happen inside i was saying son of a bitch really but i didn't want to say it but i I kept that inside but i was that's what i was thinking really You know, I was, I was disappointed because I thought if it took you that long and I could still sense there was doubt, though she wasn't willing to admit that I could feel it. She still really wasn't convinced. She had just come to the point where she felt very comfortable and was taking a risk. In her mind, she was risking uh, the relationship with me because she was, she still was thinking when does it, yeah, but when, you know, you tell me you're really patient and, and you, know, you know, you do the Jedi mind tricks on people. You're very persuasive and influential. How do I know? I'll tell you what I discerned that she was thinking. You, you tell me you're not that person. You tell me you're you're loyal and you're friendly. You know. In other words, you tell me all these good things. You openly admit that you can manipulate people if you want to you use jedi mind tricks in other words you tell me all this stuff and it gains my confidence and i'm a, and and i could i could discern she was thinking um how do i know you're not just playing me how do i know you're not going to play me in the future yeah how do i know that you're not going to move on me but i didn't say anything to her i just kept the knowledge inside and i uh, my feeling was, well, if you don't know it by now, then you'll never know it. You'll always have the doubt. And I believe this person will always have that doubt because this person doesn't trust people. Um, now you can look on one hand, you can say, well, yeah, they've been through a lot and they've had a lot of betrayals and they are a good person and it's hard for very good people when they're betrayed. Yeah, that's true. All that's true. I'm not going to debate that. That's true. But how is a person ever supposed to get anywhere in life if they're not willing to trust people? Yeah, you can't. You cannot. You cannot progress when you are holding yourself back with things like that. You have to take the risk. But just like with love, you may say to yourself, um, "How can a person ever really love anybody when people?" cheat and lie and do all this stuff, how can you possibly give your heart to someone because they'll probably just destroy it anyway? Well, there's a lot of people who probably would destroy your heart, rip it out and do terrible things to you. Um, But there are people who wouldn't. That's, that's, that's a factor too. The thing is, the biggest thing is when we limit ourselves like that, with not trusting people not taking risk and when i say taking a risk i'm talking about taking a calculated risk you don't just put yourself out there and see what happens you qualify the person through the things they say things you talk about by the you do the acid test with the person if they claim they care about you then you do the acid test what have they done to demonstrate that they uh, care for me. They say they love you. What have they done to demonstrate they love me? If they say they're interested in you, if they say um, they want you to be successful, they want to help you, it's very simple. You examine your relationship with them. Did they do the things they said they were going to do? Are they the kind of person they say they are? This is like frickin' fourth grade to me. If someone says says you're their friend, they don't do things to hurt you. If they say you're, if somebody says, yeah, I'm your friend, that person does not do things to you to hurt you. The person does things to help you. Um, That person encourages you. That person tries to comfort you. In other words, that person does everything they can to keep you intact as a person, to keep you whole. They don't take pieces of you. They don't take advantage of you. Uh, They don't manipulate you into gaining an advantage on you. They don't do stuff like it. So it's very simple. And now this makes me a little angry to think about it because it's fourth grade mentality. On the playground, your friends share their candy with you. Your friends play with you. Your friends gravitate with you. They don't go to other people and abandon you. They let you play with their toys. They pick you up when you fall down. Well, in life, it's the same thing with adults. Um, a person's if a person professes something, and their behavior supports what they profess or declare that they are, you should. That's a calculated risk that this person is telling the truth. This person is being honest about who they are. If the person makes declarations about who they are and how much they love you or how much they care about you or how much they're concerned about. But their behavior doesn't support the declaration. Ding, ding, ding. You got your answer. Yeah. People can't. Let me just tell you about human nature, too. Good people, as well as bad people, don't last long. Um, As far as. Having patience. Good people are impatient to help you. They're dying to help you. They're dying to comfort you. They're dying to make you feel better about yourself. They're, they really are. They're literally impatient to make these things happen for you. They have to control themselves sometimes. Bad people the same way. They can't wait to take advantage of you. They can't wait to use you. They can't wait, whatever. Whatever it is they want from you, they can't wait to get it. Both good people and bad people show who they are early on. Now, you may see more of their weaknesses or personal struggles as time goes on, but the basic substance of the person will not change. If they're a kind person, they're a kind person. They're a kind when you met them. They're kind after you've known them for a couple of years or three years or ten years. If there's somebody who really cared about you, they cared about you from the beginning. They care about you ten years from now. Those things are static. With a bad person, it's the same way. If they really didn't care about you now, they're not really going to care about you later. In most cases, they won't. Um, if they're not concerned about your welfare now, they're never going to be concerned about it later on. They don't give a damn about you. They didn't give a damn about you when they met you. And they're a bad person. Why would you expect them to change on that? You know, Unless they want something. And people are very good about that. But they can't wait around forever. If bad people do not get the things from people that they want, they move on to other people. They never stay. They might come back and revisit to see if they, you know, have an opportunity to take advantage. But if they don't, if they come back and they see that they're, they're not getting what they want, they leave again. Maybe they come back and but they leave again. They never stay. They do what I call hit and run. Good people on the other hand, they stay with you. There may be brief periods of time where they have to deal with their own stuff and they disappear but they're with you in, my, in their mind and heart they're still with you they're just not maybe they're present or in you know in conversation with you but they're still with you. That's the difference. Now it's almost 30 minutes so I'm going to shut this thing down. Um, I was telling my daughter today, because she's struggling with some things. I was telling her about a story about um the you know Brown. He was an abolitionist. I think it was Jim Brown. Uh he was an abolitionist. Um he was a hostile frickin' religious figure, fanatical religious figure. And he tried to, he thought slavery was bad. Of course, slavery is bad. I mean, that, that's just a fact. <clears throat> His solution was to go to the North and meet with some wealthy Northern abolitionists and have them finance a slave rebellion in the South. So the slaves would rise up against their masters and they would overthrow the institution of slavery in the South. He tried. He enlisted a black man named Nat Turner. And Nat Turner started a slave revolt or rebellion, and it was crushed. I mean, crushed. <clears throat> a close associate of Brown's uh, later on was was talking to somebody, and I don't remember who he was talking to. It got published. So it was somebody noteworthy. But anyways, he would have been talking about James Jim Brown and his... Um, you know, feelings on slavery and his efforts and all that stuff. This is what the man said about James Brown or Jim Brown. He said he had high standards and ideals. And he, these high standards and ideals, he expected everybody to live, but his standards and ideals that he set for other people were so high. He couldn't even live them himself. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this story is when you're expecting somebody to be what you expect of them, you have to ask yourself, am I the person I'm expecting them to be? Many times people aren't. Many times we want other people to be honest with us when we're not really honest with them or we want them to really care about us when we really don't care about them. Or we want them to understand us, but we're not that interested in understanding what they have to say. So when I spoke of in the beginning about reciprocity in relationships, we have to ask ourselves this question, am I the person that I expect the other person to be? Because I will tell you how this works. Many good people will associate with people who are much less than, much lesser than they are. It's just human nature. Um, So a person who's very honest, very loyal, very loving, very caring, um, will have relationships with people who aren't as loving and as caring and as honest. Um, And it doesn't matter to them. What matters to them is that they are what they're supposed to be. Um, And what will happen in time There's a natural, what I call birds of a feather syndrome, and that is we're attracted to the people who are most like us. And that's that's a fact. That's been documented. But what will happen is somebody who's superior, and I'm only using that term to distinguish between, you know, the rankings of people, not to say they're better, but saying they're more knowledgeable, they're wiser, they're more in control of their life. Whatever the situation is, they're more loving, caring, whatever, compassionate. Someone who is more will attract people who are less. And the people who are less actually will, will rise up to try to be on the same level as that person. And then they, they go back. It's like it's too much for them. Or they lose confidence in themselves. They're beginning to change for the positive, but then the progression tapers off and they go back basically to being who they are. And this is the phenomenon that happens more than I mean it happens more often than not. The person from the lesser station who comes up and tries to be on the same level as the other person and then is not able to maintain that level or to change their life, so they're on that level, when they taper off, they will withdraw from that person. They'll actually move away from the person because that person is a reminder to them of who they can be and who they're choosing not to be. Um, In most relationships like that, the person eventually will leave uh, the superior person yeah. because all they, be, uh, they become a reminder to them of what they're not and they do they leave. Um, they usually do it quietly they just disappear. And the thing is whether they're involved with the superior person or they're not involved with them, it doesn't matter because the superior people go on with their lives. Bad people go on with their lives too. Some of them don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that those casual relationships throughout our life with people, you know, where we're kind of going through life and we meet people and they leave or we leave or whatever. Um, life goes on for everybody and life goes on whether it's good or bad. Life goes on unless you kill yourself. Um, life will go on, whether it's good or bad, whether you're happy or sad, whether you're satisfied or dissatisfied. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Life will go on. And the fork in the road will be, are you living or are you existing? You know, are you happy or are you unhappy? All those types of things in your life will come down to you, not other people. So you may be able to say, you know, that person hurt my feelings, or that person lied to me, or that person cheated me. Or, you you can say all that stuff, and it's true. Maybe they did. But the impact that it had on your life was what you made it, or allowed it to be, I should say. Um, even if they like if they stole some money from you or something. Okay, they stole money from you. That's that's over and done with. Life goes on. But if you will let them stealing that money from you keep you from really going on in a positive way, you're the one who's responsible for that. They're responsible for stealing the money, but they're not responsible for you obsessing over it and not going on with your life. In bad relationships, um, if you're in a bad relationship and blah, 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 and you stay in that relationship, it's on you. It's not on them you know, granted what they're doing may be wrong. Um, and they have some responsibility for their actions, but they don't have the responsibility for how it affects you when you're not doing something about it, when you're allowing it, when you're staying in it. And I, you can, and don't be offended, but you can tell me a thousand fricking reasons why you're not doing it. And why, you know, the traumatized, ah, fuck that traumatized. I get into action. You try to, you threaten me or traumatize me. Watch what happens. Yeah. I don't freaking get the knitting needles and do a, a freaking crochet. I go, yes, I deal with it and I deal with it immediately and I do deal with it powerfully. Um, and I'll subdue you. That's me. They're, they're this, the gloves come off if you pull that BS with me. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. i am giving you too much probably your head's probably swimming and you're probably thinking I'm picking on you directly. I'm not, I'm speaking in generalities. I really am. I'm not, this is not a message for a specific person. This is a message for everybody and including myself. Because as I have my strengths, I have my weaknesses and I know what they are. I don't share them with people usually. Um, It's not a good thing to do that. Uh, we'll go enjoy your Sabbath day, and hopefully this, what I've told you, will be of a benefit to you. Um, there's nothing better than having a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a marriage or something, with someone where it's equal, where, you know, I say equal in the sense that they're giving all they can, you're giving all you can. And you're honest about stuff. Um, I would say this. I think the single most thing I've ever heard about myself through the grapevine was I've heard three things about myself where a person said, yeah. They were saying, if George says he'll do it, he does it. He doesn't make promises he doesn't keep. Unless the circumstances are beyond his control. Like if I tell you I'm going to come over and visit you and I have a car accident and I end up in the hospital from a car accident and I couldn't visit you, I, I couldn't do much about that. I'm on frickin' life support. That's one thing. He said he, if you, if he keeps his promises. Um, the other thing they said, he will tell you the truth. Now, he doesn't always want to tell you the truth because of the way it might affect you. But if you ask him, he will tell you the truth. Yeah. The third thing, he doesn't betray. I don't betray. Yeah, I don't. I get betrayed, but I don't betray. And sometimes there was an incident recently I heard this through the grapevine, where <clears throat> I cut somebody out of my life. I, I, I worked with them for like nine months, and then I decided to hell with it, and I cut them out. And I heard through the grapevine that the person said that uh, I betrayed them. Um, but, you know because of leaving them was a betrayal. It's, let me tell you how I operate. Unless you get me to promise you something, like I won't abandon you, Uh, you know, say you have a a tenuous relationship with me and you're afraid, you know, you like like our friendship and you're afraid that one of these days I'm going to do that to you. Because I have done it to a few people. If you can get me to promise you I won't do that, I won't do it. And I won't stay in the relationship because I promised you I wouldn't do it. I will stay in the relationship because you are that valuable as a friend, as a person. And I have no need to ever consider abandoning you because of who you are. That's why I can make the promise. I don't make it out of fear. I don't make it out of because I want to get something from you or because, you know, I, I have to have you in my life. You're just so freaking wonderful. It's none of that BS. It's because of who you are as a person. You're the type of person I want to stay connected with. I want to have uh, continue the relationship with. There's no end. Unless you end it, there's no end for me. That is why I can make that promise. I think I've only made that promise to two people. Yeah. Recently, I'd say in the last five years, I made it to one. And Lifetime... I think i made it to four people in my entire life. That's it. Yeah. So I hope that sheds some light onto you and how serious that is as a, a promise to a person. Some, it's amazing that so many people are worried about being abandoned. Or, I don't give a damn. If you want to leave, leave. That's, you're right. I'm not going to freaking chase you down or beg you or anything like that. I want you to do what you feel is best for you. So if you ever decide at some point in your life that disassociation with me is good, then, and you want to do it, I'm not going to be freaking mad at you or criticizing you or <clears throat> I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Um, but I'm probably not going to be, you know, desirous to be involved with you again because you're unstable and that kind of thing that's that's too serious to to mess around with all right that's it i'm not i just can't give you any more to hell with it you got all you're going to get keep the sabbath day holy stay out of trouble yeah and i'll talk to you again some other time